In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations. What this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational uh, balance and management, business ethics, anything that can impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry because we are on every major podcast platform from Apple Podcasts to Google Play to Stitcher to Spotify everything. So in this series, you can really get great advice. You can listen to success stories, stories that will motivate you and stimulate new ideas. Drop me an email at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com to let me know what you'd like to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's show. You know, when I was preparing for today's show, I I kind of took a glance back in history. And um, I don't know if you guys remember, you know, the 31st of December, 1999, when the world was like really in panic because of the events related to the formatting and storage of calendar data for the year 2000. I mean, even if we had years to prepare for this, there was still a panic about what would happen on the 31st of December. Well, you know, now 21 years later, we know everything went quite well. Um, But this time we're having another panic. And this panic is among businesses as to what's going to happen to their website indexing when Google switches to mobile indexing this month. Now, again, we've had years to prepare for this, but like everything, we always wait to the last minute. And of course, businesses have had other priorities over the last 12 months. And the only positive thing that came about in the, about the pandemic is it ha- did help propel many businesses forward into digital and mobile world. As foot traffic was not possible and consumers changed their behavior, digital became a priority. And what we're going to talk about today is how Google jumped quickly on the train with a whole new suite of changes that could affect your website's visibility. And we're going to talk to an expert today. Joining us today is Christopher Carfee, and he's the VP of Content and Product Marketing at Duda. Now, he has been with Duda since... um, two. What, what year, Chris? Can I can I kind of interrupt you? And in how long you've been with Duda? Yeah, it's been uh, been just about uh, 
just about a year at uh, at this point. Uh, yeah. Okay. So January 2020. That's what I had here. And um, and you're you're a veteran, Chris, of of both startups and enterprise. And and Chris has a deep track record in developing marketing, customer community, and evangelist programs for brands such as Adobe, H and R Block, Aruba Networks. And prior to joining Duda, Chris, you were at GoDaddy for six years, where you headed up the global content community. And uh, now with Duda, and Duda is a leading website design platform for all companies that offer web design services to small businesses. And Duda serves all kinds of customers from freelance web professionals and digital agencies all the way up to the largest hosting companies, SaaS platforms, and online publishers in the world. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Chris. Kimberly, thank you for the invitation, and thank you to the uh, Leadership Beyond uh, Borders team as well. Okay, great. So, um, you know, you've been in this digital world for quite some time. You're you're an executive, and and you're a hands-on executive in it, and um, and with Duda since right before the beginning of the pandemic. So, what what have you seen? I mean, first, let's just talk about what's happened um, to customer behavior. on the web since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, it was, you know, it was almost like 10 years of sort of inevitable trajectory got collapsed down into the the last year or so. So a lot of the trends that we had been seeing around uh, businesses and especially small businesses moving online had been progressing, but when We started seeing lockdowns when we started seeing folks only having digital as their opportunity to interact with with small businesses of all sorts of different types. We saw those small businesses really need to get their digital house in order. And uh, a big part of that was was with the website. And so as a result, there have been uh, a whole host of changes in the way Small businesses need to think about their their websites, the way they need to update them, the way they need to connect up with customers, and um, what customers are expecting as well. Customers are definitely expecting a lot more information in a lot more real time. Yeah, and so uh, as this behavior changed over the last twelve months, um, what what were you seeing? What did a successful website look like over the, or now, you know, and what did it look like? How did it change over the last 12 months? Yeah, I think the, the first thing was it needed to be up to date and be able to be kept up to date um, almost, you know, day by day as far as the the dynamic changes on those sites. When we started seeing a lot of the lockdowns and such, the sites that were doing it well were able to update what were their business hours? What were they doing as far as being open or closed? If there were restaurants, um, was outdoor dining available if that was an option in a particular locale? And so I think the successful sites first um, really really made an effort in order to make sure that those sites could be kept up to date and formatting all of that information in a way that was 
serving the the experience that customers were looking for online. So it was that timely information and a lot more detailed information about things like processes and procedures as well. You know, everything from, um, you know, COVID protocols to how do the different types of uh, delivery mechanisms worked. Were they supporting, uh, you know, home delivery or curbside pickup or those other things as well? And so it was really integrating that website into the whole business and doing it in a such a way that the website owner or the agency who was supporting them could update those sites almost on a daily be- basis as conditions were changing because things have been changing so rapidly over the last year. Mm. And and what about the interaction? Because uh, I I just had a website experience today, which frustrated me because I had no interaction. How I, how important was it for for the consumers to be able to really interact with the websites over the last twelve months? I think absolutely critical. And again, you know, folks were looking for and just really hungry for this kind of information and knowing what to expect, how to prepare for their their visit. Um, on the interaction side of things, it was around the different types of processes that the site could either directly support or integrate with other platforms in order to support. So when we talk about things like, um, you know, contactless delivery or uh, home delivery, being able to take those orders over the website and then get them into a system. When you look at things like booking and appointment scheduling, if a small business is required by government mandate to only be operating at, you know, say 25 or 50% capacity in order to support social distancing guidelines. Customers needed to actually interact with the site in order to set up those appointments and such. And it became untenable for small business owners who were already scrambling, trying to keep their businesses going forward during the pandemic to handle all of these things. And so the more things that could be automated and more importantly should be automated were, and the the sites that were successful really figured out how to, how to crack the code on getting all of those technology pieces doing what they do best, which is the automated tasks and the repeatable tasks and leaving them to try to figure out how to be creative in this, in this very, very strange year that we just had. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, these small businesses um, uh, um, had to really change their their strategy, their website strategy. Is that correct? Very much so. Yeah, I mean, they needed to if they weren't already on the on the path to doing that. Um, you know, the ones that have survived for for the last year were the ones who were able to make that leap. And you know, I would I would even extend it beyond website strategy. They had to evolve their business strategy. So if you were a um, you know a fitness studio or a fitness instructor, you were used to having individuals coming in to your studio in order to do their classes. Well, literally overnight, you had to figure out how to um, pivot and go from doing these in-person classes to, okay, how do I do this virtually? How do I schedule? How do I set up a, you know, a membership site so that only my paying students could get access to these classes if that was the the model they were working toward? And so it was, you know, the website was the the window through which the interactions were taking place, but it was really a, uh, a need to re-examine the entire business and the entire business model from from top to bottom. 
Mm, yeah, and I mean, and that's a lot for a small business owner trying to, you know, struggle and you know, change change their business, try to adapt. And this has all been going for the last twelve months, and and now we're we're going to be facing some other changes. So um, Google has two ch- a couple changes coming up. Uh, can you tell us what those are? You know, just on a high level, what they're going to be, and when, after the break, we're going to deep dive into it a little bit more. Sure. So there are two things that they have announced. The uh, the first one is that they are officially moving over to what they are calling mobile-first indexing. And what that means is historically, um, and going back, you know, many, many years, all the way to, you know, let's call it 2016 or so, Google might have looked at your desktop website and then looked at your mobile website as two different things. And over the last couple of years, they have been starting to move more and more toward looking at the mobile site first. They know that more folks around the planet are using their mobile devices as their primary device. And as a result, Google has started looking at that mobile site as the sort of default or the the canonical site that they're going to index for a particular business. And so while they have been moving towards mobile first indexing for a while, what they have stated is by the end of this month, March 2021, that will be the site that they will primarily be indexing. And so um, if you know a business isn't set up for that, or if their site does not work well on mobile, they might see a drop in their rankings at that point. The other big one is a very interesting one, and that is around a concept that Google is calling core web vitals. And this is something that is rooted in, you'd use the, you know, the phrase customer experience before, they're really looking at how do customers, how do users experience their interactions in the website. And this one's a little bit different because Google's been talking about it for a while, but they have announced that they're actually going to roll it into their rankings as a ranking factor uh, in the May timeframe this year. And that's looking at how fast a website loads, how sort of snappy it is and responsive, and then how well does it work and really meet the expectations of the user. So both of these are, are interesting. The mobile first indexing one has been coming for a while and uh, many sites may already be on that version. Uh, this core web vitals one though is a very, very um, you know interesting and potentially significant direction and evolution of how Google has been thinking about doing their ranking and indexing. Yeah, and I mean this is um, you know that the uh, the mobile first is going to happen tomorrow because today is uh, uh, March thirtieth, and so we better. I w- I'd like to talk about that a little bit more after the break, and then kind of deep dive into um, into these core values because May is really, Chris, right around the corner, isn't it? Um, indeed, indeed, yeah. yeah. And these things take a while to uh, to get ready. Yeah. So we're, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into this uh, mobile, you know, understanding this mobile first and understanding the, the core values. And we are speaking today with Christopher Carfee, and he's the vice president and contact product, product marketing director at uh, Duta, and he has been has a lot of experience in this space, um, quite a few years with GoDaddy, 
um, worked in the digital space across many very large companies, and now serving as Vice President of Content and Product Marketing at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for all companies that offer web design services to small business. And Duda is based in Palo Alto, California, and currently hosts more than 14 million websites across the world. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Duda, please go to www.duda.co. And Duda is also on Facebook and Twitter and on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to get to know Chris, you can reach him on LinkedIn under Chris Carfee. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Partner Up with Amy Carroll focuses on getting more of what you want and need more easily with less difficulty. While this applies to business, it can be used for just about everything, from relationships to leadership. You'll hear stories and tips to uplevel your communication and mindset, to gain confidence and inspire action by making your partner look good, conflicts dissolve, and results improve. Partner Up with Amy Carroll is heard every Friday at 7 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Central European Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. So welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, and we are talking today with Christopher Carfee, and he's the Vice President of Content and Product Marketing at Duda, and Duda is a leading design platform for companies that offer web design services to small business, and Duda serves all types of customers from freelance web professionals to digital agencies, all the way up to the largest hosting companies and online publishers in the world. So, um, Chris, you really know about this stuff. So I want to come back and and just talk about this, this mobile first um, 
because that's going to happen tomorrow. Okay, so it's 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 like you know the the cutoff day is coming. Even though we've had time to prepare it, if I'm a small small business, how do I how do I know if I'm ready for that? Yeah, great, great question. That is, yeah, I mean, it is literally, literally tomorrow. Um, you know, they had announced that at the end of uh, March 2021 was when they were going to be doing this official cutover. The, um, you know, the good thing is they may have already done it for uh, a small businesses site. There is a tool out there and it's a free tool called Google Search Console. And so if you're you know, managing your own site, you can make sure that you're signed up for that and you just search on Google Search Console and it'll, um, you know, it'll bring up the link for it. Or if you're working with a, an agency or provider that is managing the, the website, uh, asking them to go in and see which crawler Google is using. They have a whole host of different, um, you know, crawler, you can call them crawlers or spiders, um, basically the, you know, the little robots that, that go out to the site and pull in the content to index it. And in that Google search console dashboard that Google provides for any website, if you go into the settings on there, it will show which of their crawlers are being used to, to index a website. And it'll either say desktop or it'll say smartphone. If it says smartphone, you're already on mobile first. But really what they're trying to do is, you know, if we remember back in the in the day, folks usually had two different and distinct websites. One was their normal website that was usually at, you know, www.companyname.com co or dot com mm-hmm. and then the other oftentimes was a thing like an m dot company name dot com for their their mobile site and what google has said is okay um websites are websites now we are no longer looking at different ones and so if you're you know if you have a, a special site that was set up for mobile that's the one we're going to be indexing uh, going forward and again they may have already switched over for for your site and you can check that out on Google Search Console. If you haven't done this already, what you need to do is make sure that you know your site is working well in both of those worlds. And so making sure that the site is uh, responsive or adapts to different screen sizes, you know, test going to the site from mobile and really make sure that it's it's working. And it used to be, again, that you know, if the sites were different, a lot of features would be left off the the mobile site. Now, again, Google's just expecting that is the default experience that a customer is going to be having. And so they are really trying to make sure that the site gives a good experience and is easy to use on any device from, you know, something you can put in your your pocket or your bag all the way up to a, a large monitor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I'm a small business, um, go to Google search, Google search Council and try it because tomorrow's the cutoff day. So, um, yeah, that's that's quite interesting. And you know, after the after the small businesses have been through you know twelve months of changes, now this coming on top of it, um, and then there's another change coming, Chris. So let's talk about May, okay? Let's talk about these core web vitals, okay? What are they going to be looking at? Yeah, so this is a this is a new thing for Google and a, a bit of a new direction for them in a, a couple of different ways. So what they are 
is a set of three different metrics that Google is going to be starting to include in their search rankings for each website. One is around really how fast does it load. The second is how interactive is it and what that means is how you know how snappy does it feel when you ask the site to do something when you click on it or tap on it does it respond immediately or is there a lag and then the third is what they call stability or visual stability so in looking at especially again on mobile um, you know that case where you're about to click on a button and all of a sudden an ad loads in above it the button gets pushed down and you click on the ad Instead, accidentally, that's a case of bad user experience because the site wasn't visually stable. And so what they are doing is they're looking at these three different metrics around how fast the site is to load, how interactive is it, and how quickly does that interactivity happen, and how visually stable it is. And they're rolling it into this concept called core web vitals. And This is also a little bit different for Google in that they announced that they were starting to work on this about a year ago in May of last year, if memory serves, in 2020. And so folks have at least had some hints that this was coming down the pike. And they've now said that they are going to be rolling this into their search rankings as one of the you know many sets of literally hundreds of factors that they look for but it is going to be a part of the ranking algorithm in may of this year okay so uh, with these three areas um um, you know, this uh, these are this is a lot to look at for a small business. So can, let, let's just start with the the speed, okay? Um, you know, do they have what are their expectations on that? You know, what's good, what's bad? Um, you know, how do I know if my you know everybody tests their speeds on their websites, but how do I know what they're going to be looking for? Yeah. So this this first thing that they're looking at is um, and. Being Google, of course, they have acronyms for everything. And this first one is a thing that they're calling LCP or Largest Contentful Paint. And what that really means is whatever the biggest thing that's going to be on the screen when someone's first coming to your website, how long does that thing take to load? And they're, you know, I think the thinking behind it is that's what people are going to be most noticing. And so that is a reasonable proxy for what does it feel like to the user on how fast the the site loads. And for Google, um, they want that largest contentful paint to come in in two and a half seconds or so. If it can come in faster than that, then they'll say, okay, you're doing good on this. And if it's between, I think, two and a half and four seconds, they're going to be like, yeah, it's a little bit slow. And if it's above four seconds, then they will say, okay, your site needs some help in this area. And when they are looking at performance on this particular metric, that's what they're looking at. And it's really, again, just whatever that biggest thing is, whether it is a video, whether it's an image, whether it's a big chunk of text, that's going to be on the screen when someone is loading, it's going to be the thing that's, uh, you know, in in newspaper and in web parlance, you know, it's the thing that's above the fold. Um, in you know, nerd speak, it's the thing that's in the viewport. But it's whatever that biggest thing is that people are going to see. Google wants that to load quickly to give the feeling to the user 
and the experience that the site is fast to load. Mm-hmm. And and um, let's say I have a website that you know I I go on and you said over four seconds is is not good. You know, it's, it's taking four to six seconds to load or whatever. How how can I improve um, this speed? And I think you called it LCP loading speed. Uh, how can I improve that if I'm a small business? Yeah, so that is one of those things where you need to actually dig into sort of the details on the site, um, either again yourself or whatever web pro that you might be working with. They can go in or you can go in and most of the browsers, including you know Google's own Chrome browser and then the other ones like Firefox and Safari, um, they usually have a place where you can go in that's on a developer tab or in a developer area of the site in that menu that will show all of the different things that are loading in on the site. And it will show um, all the different images. It'll show all the different things and how long they're taking. But another way you can do it is you can go out and Google themselves have some tools that you can go to. There's one at a website called web.dev. So it's web.dev. And you can put your site um, address in there and hit it. And it'll run its tests and analysis on these various factors. And it will start giving you some hints as to, okay, this is probably the thing that you need to uh, speed up. And again, it's in many cases, it's whatever that big images that's above the fold or the big video and the you know tactically the thing that you can do is if you're not already working on a platform that's doing optimizations of images and such for you so this is one of the things that our engineers at duda are working on is they're actually trying to do a lot of this stuff behind the scenes so the small business doesn't need to worry about it but if you're if you're not working on a platform like that Going in, uh, there are image compression tools that will um, reduce the file size of those images that might help uh, the loading speed on those without reducing the, the visual quality of the image. And it's really just trying to make all of those things as lightweight as possible and typically as small in file size as possible. So they do move from the web server to the user's browser. And again, especially over mobile as, as quickly as they can. Mm-hmm. So, so somebody like you guys at Duda will go behind the scene and try to help the small businesses condense, you know, consolidate that somewhat. I, I understand. So, um, moving, moving on to moving on to the 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 next core value that you talked about. Okay, um, what is that? Okay, so that's the interactivity you talked about. Yeah, so the yeah, the acronym they're using there is first input delay or FID. And what that is is really how I guess the best word was, you know, how snappy does the site feel when you ask it to do something. So if you click on a link or if you click on a button or you try to scroll um, does it happen immediately or does your brain perceive that it's happening immediately or close to it? And what Google is looking for is that first input delay. So again, you, you, know, you click on the screen. They want something to happen in 100 milliseconds, which is one-tenth of a second. And if it's between um, you know, zero and 100 milliseconds, they will call that good. And then similar to what we saw with, uh, with LCP, if it's more than that, 
you know they'll progressively rate uh, rate it um, either as you know need some improvement or or bad. And so what they're looking for there is when you ask the website to do something, does it do it immediately or as immediately as your brain can perceive it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if I'm a small business and, you know, I mean, sometimes you get the feeling if it's snappy or not snappy. I mean, how can I, how can I improve that? Yeah, this is, um, this one is a, a little bit, a little bit different. And this one probably um, in most cases, um, you know, requires a little bit of, of technical work. Again, we're trying to do some of this just sort of at the platform level, and it sort of comes as, as, part, of the, as part of the package. But there are a whole host of different types of files that typically get included in a web page. And it's everything from... Um, JavaScript libraries that make animations do really interesting things on the screen and make it, you know, really visually appealing. Um, but all of that code is is code and takes time to to load and takes time to run. Or some things like, um, you know, knowing if somebody tracked an ad. So if you're running, you know, Google ads or or Facebook ads or those types of things, um, there are always little bits of code that sometimes go on the, the website as well to track conversions and things like that. And if any of those um, those types of tags, any of those types of JavaScript libraries and such, if they haven't been technically optimized or the web page hasn't been told to do things like load them later. So if you don't need, you know, that fancy animation till loader till later on the page, um, you can load it after the rest of the page loads and the user again, won't, won't notice that because they haven't scrolled down that far. And so there are some things on where some of these files come in, in the background when the page is loading. And then there are other ways if you have these, uh, you know, again, these typically these these JavaScript libraries or some of the um, you know style libraries that are, are referred to as uh, as CSS. Um, those things can get sort of minified. They can be made smaller and optimized a little bit, and usually requires a little bit of of technical know how how to do that. That will make those file sizes smaller, make them run a little bit better, make them load at the at the optimal time, usually after a lot of these other things have happened. And then from doing those types of optimizations, those are some of the things that can help make the page um, feel, you know, again, feel snappier when when somebody clicks on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure this is some of the things that that you guys do to work on in your platform to to help support making it a little bit snappier when we put uh, when businesses put uh, use your platform for their websites. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, Chris, and uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the last um, the last change that Google is going to be making um, in May this year. And for our listeners, we are talking to Christopher Carfee, and he's the Vice President of Content and Product Marketing at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses. Duda serves all types of customers from freelance web professionals and digital agents all the way up to the largest hosting companies and online publishers in the world. And Duda is also a platform that behind the scenes is trying to to make things easier for small businesses uh, when they display their business on their platform. 
And if you want to learn more about Duda, you can go to www.duda.co. And Duda is also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Duda. And for Chris, if you want to reach out to Chris, he's under C. Carfee, Christopher Carfee on LinkedIn. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital and local search associations. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. It is possible to have the career you want. Those who know how to manage their careers advance more quickly and have more opportunities. Listen for Career Central with host Lorraine Beeman to discover how to be successful in your current job or move into a new one. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Everybody has the key to a good story. Business is made up of some of the best. Starting a business from the ground up. Acquisitions. Reinventing business and personal lives. Stories of fraud. Lessons. Good stories. And not so good ones. They all come together on Business Disrupted with Ted Gavin. We'll learn what lives behind the scenes of some of the most interesting figures and companies in business. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking about, uh, first of all, the kind of uh, D-Day deadline for Google's uh, mobile-first indexing that's going to happen tomorrow, but also looking a little bit a couple months into the future because May's right around the corner on some of the other changes that Google is going to make or that may affect your visibility on the web. And we are talking to an expert today. We're talking to Christopher Carfee, and he's the vice president of content and product marketing at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer design services to small businesses. So, um, Chris, before we before the break, we, we kind of explored into two of the things that Google has changed. And um, there's a third one that you were talking about, and that was the, the stability. Um, can you explain that a little bit? 
Yeah, so the third of the core web vitals that they are rolling into their their indexing and ranking is this thing called CLS or cumulative layout shift. And again, they have to have an acronym for everything, um, but they're really looking at how stable or visually stable is is the website. And and really the the best example of this is especially on on mobile, you have a site up you're looking at the web page. You want to, you know, click on a button to to learn more about something. And just as you're about to click on that button, that ad that had been loading in the background previously pops in. It actually pushes the button down. The screen changes, and you accidentally click on the ad instead. Or you are scrolling on a site and it loads in some other content and the thing that you were half done reading scrolls off the screen. Those are all examples of poor user experience because of bad visual stability. And so what Google is measuring with this third core web vital that they're calling CLS, it's how much does stuffed does stuff shift on the page? How much does it move? And it's a, a super... Um, you know, kind of gnarly calculation they're doing based on how big was the thing that moved, how far across the screen did it move, how many things moved, a whole bunch of other factors. Um, the sort of the the bottom line is the more stable a site can be and the less things can jump around or move when users don't expect them to, um, the better a website will score on this factor. And again, the, you know, the number uh, that they come out with is this, you know, this really complex, you know, mathematical thing that's based on <laughs> how many things were moving, how far did they move, how much of the screen did they cover and, uh, and a host of other, other factors as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, this sounds really complicated. So it, this must be something that, if I'm a small business, um, that I really need some support from 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 my agency or you know a consultant to to figure this out, isn't it? Because I'm not, you know, uh, small businesses are not website experts, and this is complicated stuff. Yeah, this one this one is um, just one of those ones that is further complicated by. The fact that when things load on web pages now, they don't all load at the same time. They are loading sort of, you know, if the page needs 10 images, it'll request all 10 of those from the server and they'll load whenever they show up. So, uh, you know, an image with a small file size, even if it was the last one requested, it might actually get back first if the other ones are are all bigger. And so getting this stuff to work is not trivial. And again, you know, we've got, we, we literally have, you know, engineers, uh, plural, working on just how do we make things work better so that they will rank well and not have these kinds of things jumping around. Um, you know, we're working on trying to make sure that our templates are set up in such a way that they are, you know, what, what you see is what you expect uh, types of things. And again, you know, the more that things can get loaded, they, you know, the, the sizes of them can be known when they are getting loaded on the screen. Um, and the, you know, the less um, 
stuff jumps around and the fewer surprises that a an end user has when they're interacting with a site, again, especially on mobile, um, the better a website will will score on on this particular metric. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, when I hear all three of these together, Chris, I mean, small businesses have a lot of made a lot of changes in the last twelve months, and so many have adopted e-commerce and something and everything else. I mean, this is this is pretty tough now affecting another change tomorrow and then affecting in May a change. Um, what, what, what would you be your advice to small businesses out there on, on you know, t- getting help to do this or, or how should they go about tackling this problem? Yeah, there are, I think there are a couple of fold. Um, so number one is, you know, if you're, if you're doing it, if you're doing it yourself, um, it's just one of those areas that is going to require, you know, constant vigilance and constant work because these technologies are always, always, always changing. Um, on the other hand, you know, if you are working with a web designer or you're working with an agency or you're building your site on a uh, software as a service or SaaS platform that's, you know, providing websites as part of the service that they are bringing to market for your for your industry then those folks you know should be on top of of this they should be on top of this game they should be looking at it already and again what we're trying to do is we're trying to bake as much of this as possible into our platform on all three of these dimensions. And we've actually been working on this quite a long time. We are benchmarking literally daily, um, making sure that the improvements that we are, are trying to break, um, into the, you know, into the technical platform are, um, causing these numbers to, to continue to trend in the, in the right direction and down into the, down into the green and the, you know, the fast and good part of the zone. And it's very tough because, if you're working with a platform like Duda, you know, we've got folks who are just thinking about this and then the agencies and the, the SaaS platforms that we partner with, they just get sort of that learning for, for free. Um, some of the other platforms, you know, you need to ask, you know, either the agency, you need to ask the, the platform provider or if it's an open source project, you know, if they're even thinking about this at all because, um, again, this is really complex stuff and needs to be looked at in a holistic manner. If you just try and do it, you know, one, you think of the example, um, you know, you're trying to make your, your formula one car go really, really fast. But if the, you know, if the engine and transmission just aren't set up for that, um, you're not going to be able to, you know, to, to win. And so these are the, the types of things that we're, we're looking at every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have a, a lot of people working on that, so you're right. I mean, it is it is complex, and and you know the the other question I had, Chris, you know, it's complex, and Google obviously is doing this for a reason. Okay, um, so I mean, it can and there are other search you know engines out there. Can you kind of see look at this as just a a general best practice across all websites, regardless if it's just Google doing this, and if you do this for Google, then it's going to be better um, other places and and is this the direction we're going in in the future? yeah, it it is. you know there are so many different types of devices that are in use now, and so trying to 
ensure that you know the web works on all of them and a lot of these concepts of you know make sure your website loads quickly make sure it doesn't confuse users make sure it does you know what users think it's supposed to do when they think it's supposed to do it you know ultimately these are all kind of common sense ish sorts of things but um you definitely requires some uh, you know, some technical work to to get there. The the interesting thing about all of these, though, and sort of backing up out of the you know the the morass of of acronym land for a minute, um, there are you know your website needs to do a couple of of different things from a user or customer or visitor's perspective. It needs to get them the information that they are looking for. It needs to help them solve whatever problem or achieve whatever task that they are trying to do. And so these are ways to help them do those things better. From your standpoint, um, you know, website is a business tool. It needs to bring folks and get them aware of your business. It needs to convert. So it needs to, you know, turn viewers into, um, you know, either customers or, you know, interested parties or get your phone to ring or do whatever those things are. And so ultimately, you know, this is a part of this bigger optimization that needs to be done, that the the website needs to deliver business value and, you know, adhering with and being cognizant of these sorts of technical best practices. Um, And, you know, perhaps even more importantly, you know, just making sure that it's delivering the information, it's delivering the content that customers expect. Um, all of that stuff gets sort of factored in when folks like Google are doing their rankings. They want to make sure that when somebody does, you know, click on your search result and come to your website, they are getting the information that they thought they were going to get when they saw the the result in the the results page and so it's part of a you know a big set of lots of different factors that all get combined into making the the web a, a useful experience for the the people who are using it Mm-hmm. Good. Great summary, Chris. Um, so we're, we're getting towards the end, Chris. And let me let me ask you a question. Um, we've seen so much change in 12 months. I mean, and SMBs have really propelled themselves into the digital world, the mobile world. Um, what do you think? Now we see that Google's going to make changes in May. Tomorrow, some changes. Um, what do you What do you see? down the road and how can small businesses prepare themselves? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this again is a never, never ending um, cycle. So there are always going to be new changes coming in, you know, from a, you know, from a Google standpoint, this is probably one of the the bigger ones. We took a, a pulse of some of the, you know, 17,000 plus, uh, agencies and and partners that we work with, and it was really interesting that um, you know a majority, a vast majority of them thought this type of change was going to be a um, moderate or a significant change. Um, yet at the same time, um, you know, less than half had even really started getting going, making these changes in their their websites or their customers' websites. So, you know, going down the Going down the line, the the main bit is, um, you know, look for 
trends like this. There are some great publications out there. You know, if you or again your agency who you're working with um, aren't reading things like Search Engine Journal or you know our blog or the the like, those are the the t- you know, the folks who are looking at what is what is coming next and and trying to keep that eye of what's the next thing to come over to the horizon. But it really is a, um, you know, it's just a, a never-ending process of trying to understand what are the, the new changes that are coming. And then also, you know, on your own website or if you're an agency, you know, providing this for, for a small business, just keeping track of how well uh, different pages on the site are ranking in Google. Or, you know, if they were ranking in the top ten, are they still? Um, are they still getting more traffic? And um, even going out and doing simple things like um, you know searching for your own business on Google and seeing how it uh, how it shows up in the the results. Those are all um, you know the the more tactical sorts of things that that can be done to help keep track of of these different changes mm-hmm. and how they might be affecting the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great advice. Um, and Chris, thank you so much. This has been really informative. Um, and um, for our listeners, we've been talking to Christopher Carfield. He's the Vice President of Content and Product Marketing at Content and Product Marketing at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services, small business. And Duda serves all kinds of customers from freelance web professionals to digital agencies, all of way up to the largest hosting companies and online publishers in the world. And uh, Chris, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Really a lot of information here. Um, and I want to I suggest to our listeners to go on to Duda's website on www.duda.co. And um, Chris just mentioned their blog. And I know Duda has an absolutely fantastic blog um, about latest trends. So if you want to keep yourself informed, go on to www.duda.co Duda is also on Facebook and on Twitter and on LinkedIn and if you want to get in touch with Chris um, he's under C. Carfee on LinkedIn so uh, Chris um, I think we're all going to just prepare ourselves to what happens when we wake up in the morning uh, with mobile indexing (laughs) and uh, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we'll see and then we'll just get ready for that spring in May and see what happens then so thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today Chris Absolutely. Thank you for the the invitation. And uh, yeah, it was great to uh, great to chat with you. Yep, you too. And listeners, uh, please uh, tune in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, And if you miss us, don't worry, because we're on every major podcast platform. And this show has also been brought to you by Cinda. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org. And you can listen to Thought Leadership on Cinda every Thursday at 1700 Central European Time. And you can also listen to these podcasts on Cinda and look at the Cinda blog. And thank you so much for listening and have a great week. Until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.